coming up, Anthony Booker, he's back. We chat NRL free agency preview next on the Vincent Man Sports Podcast. All right, I'm here with Anthony Booker. Anth, um, free agencies around the corner for the NRO. I wanted to get you on. Um, I want to do this as a more interesting way of looking at who's going to be available for the 2025 NRL season. Which players do you think stand out to you the most out of the list that I sent you? So that list, I think, well, Fox Sports put out the the top five, didn't they? They put out like the top five, and I think that's the ones. I think they had Jerome Luai, um, Ezra Mann in that list. Uh, they had Bradman Best in that list as well, and Tom Dearden. And there was one more that was on there. There was, there was five. Mm-hmm. I'm just having to look at the list now as we speak. Oh, that's right. It was Joey Manu. That was the mm-hmm. other one. That was the big five. And I think that's really out of that list that you sent me. They're all great players. But then you also got the likes of Sean Johnson and Luke Metcalf as well. But I don't see them going anywhere after this year. I think they're just Warriors are just trying to collect all the money and trying to sort that sort of out in that sense. But on so the topic If you had to choose one of those players who could be on the move, who would be the most sort of um, most notable, who would you choose out of all those players? In 2025, it could be, honestly, it could be Jerome Lua. It could be, it, I don't, look, he's got one more year at Panthers. Is that right? He's got mm. uh, 8K. Yeah. But if he, I'm pretty sure he knows that he's going to leave it in 2025. I think he knows that. And I think he just wants to try and have one shot at glory with Panthers before mm. he moves on. And I, I'm a big believer he'll probably end up somewhere like the Warriors because, like I say, you got like Luke Metcalf and Sean Johnson off contract, and there and Sean Johnson's not getting any younger either. So really, like I don't see it. Um, yeah, I don't see it going. I really see Jerome Luai in a Warriors suit. Could be in twenty twenty five, maybe That's as their mar- as their marquee player. As a because we can we've seen him play halfback before mm. when he played in that World Cup in Samoa. We've seen him play in the halves. So, and I believe he can be the marquee player. And I'm pretty sure that's one of his goals is to. Be the marquee player of the team and not be in the shadows of other players as well. So he could be, because yeah, that's a bit. I yeah, think, um, like, I agree to an extent. I do think that he is going to be on the move, and I'm going to add to your point that I think he wants to go out and be his own man. He's achieved everything he wanted at Penrith. But now the opportunity has come up for him to lead his own team and lead them to a premiership. However, I don't think he'll go to the Warriors. Rather, I think he might actually go to the Bulldogs. 
if you look at the Bulldogs, they're trying to poach every single one of the Penrith players, it seems like. Guys like Crichton, Burton, Kikau as well. Mm. And if you look at the Bulldogs' makeup, they're going to be looking at a half to partner with Burton, someone at halfback. And I think Luai's going to be their guy they're going to be targeting. They, didn't they buy Toby Sexton? Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather Jerome Luai or Toby Sexton? Yeah, but the Bull, you know how much money the Bulldogs have spent on players so far? Yeah, I know. Exactly. But they spent... seem to be bottomless at the moment with the amount so, of money they have. So, like, you can't really... It could look. You're you're right to a certain extent, but there's they've spent way too much money. I believe, like Toby Sexton, I believe had an all right end of the year at um at the Bulldogs. He played pretty good for him, in my opinion. Like he sort of got him up there and gave that organisation. He's a great half as well. Like you've seen him, he can goal kick. He's the typical half. He just needs to be developed and the Bulldogs you look at the Bulldogs makeup they're still a very young side but they've bought like all these young players like Stephen Crichton's only going to be like he's what 23 he's 22 23 he's old like they're all very young players still in that whole side like you got Big Presto you got Jacob Carraz um Toby Sexton Matt Burden they're all under the age of 25 most of those players yeah, I get so what they, you mean. They're, yeah. they're, a, they're a developing side. Like People think, oh, Bulldogs are going to win the comp. Everyone's expecting them to win a comp now, but they're still they're, – they're puppies. Like, they're all babies, that whole side. <laughs> they're puppies, like, they're all, huh? they're, Yeah. They're, they're all babies still. Like, they haven't like, – and then there's a lot of potential at that club as well. Like, you've got Presto, who got player of the year. You've got um, guys like Jake Carraz, who on the fly as well. You've got – Blake Taff, another great addition into the side, like another young player as well. Well, there's a lot of excitement around there, but they're just not ready. And I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. That can be their marquee signing, but how are they going to pay for like other players like Kikia? They've got so many other key players like Kikia, Reid Marnie, um, <laughs> Matt Burden, been another one as well. Well, Stephen Crichton. Yeah, look, I mean, I get what you mean. I get it. Like you got, you mentioned a guy like Toby Sexton and, I mean, some other guys as well. But we're talking about a guy who's won three premierships, who's been a core player at a team that's just won three premierships in a row, right? And that experience is going to be valuable. I think Toby Sexton as a a halfback that's going to lead your team to a top eight, let alone really is still questionable. Really. We see what happened at Gold Coast, not just the season that went um, last season, but the season before that, when he was the halfback there, like he was dreadful for them. And look, I don't think he was actually the best when it came to the Bulldogs as well. So I think, if the opportunity presents itself, they should just go after Jerome Luai and try and take the chance on him that he could be their halfback for the future and the halfback that's going to take them to become competitive again. I guess I get what you mean. But then this way, like I see, like you look at the greatest players, you look at what Nathan Cleary and you see like 
me being a Penrith supporter, maybe you don't see this, but me being a big Panthers fan over the years, I've watched Nathan Cleary make his debut against Storm, and he was never the greatest player, but he was always tough and he was always given the chance to play halfback and developed himself in the NRL. And now he's the best, like in my eyes now, he is the best player in the world. Like he's established that now by far, and he's probably going to hold that for the next couple of years as well, no matter what he does. Like he, as long as he keeps on playing, I think the only step, next step for him would be to win a Dalian medal. And I think really he's completed every aspect of being an NRL player, but he was developed. He was also young as well. He's about what, 24 now, and he started playing the NRL when he was 19. Yep. And he, and he had to develop. And that's what Toby Sexton, guys like, like clubs don't give these young players a chance to actually feel like to play in the NRL and develop because it's a hard game. Like as a player, for me, moving up to different competitions like playing Massey, playing Shield, playing international games are all at different levels. Mm. And sometimes it's hard to adjust to all the levels and sometimes you just got to let your players that you think they've got potential, like Toby Sexton, who's got a lot of potential as a half, you got to let him just stick to that role as being the main halfback, let him do his trade, let him practice, let him learn. Because the best way you're going to learn is by experience. And then eventually he might become a great halfback. Look, I think... Yeah, look, I, I get what you mean, but we are like you're comparing Nathan Cleary to Toby Sexton at the moment, right? Yeah, I'm not comparing. No, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying that players no, are developed. Yeah, look, players I know what your developed. message. Is. I know what your message is. Like, you need time to get these guys to develop. But the only problem is that sport is a results-driven um, business, right? And if you're not going to produce the results, and you stay patient with the player for two three years and they keep losing, well, then at the end of the day, it's not going to be best for business and they need to move on from the player. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I get I get what you mean, exactly what you mean. But you just got to put, sometimes you just got to, if you see players with a bit of potential, you just got to put your faith into them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, the dogs have got a lot of players there. So there's so a lot you- of... So with Jerome, like if we just circle it back to Jerome, so yep. we both feel like that he's going to be leaving at the end of next season. Yeah, I, I guess so. Unless, so you, Pen, unless Penrith make room for him in his salary cap, unless they just like sell a bunch of their forwards, get rid of like a bunch of their forwards and like get rid of players like Fisher-Harris or Liam Harden. Well, you, yeah, they're not going to do that, right? Exactly. Like they get rid of like all their forwards or something to make room for his salary cap. I'm pretty sure mm. he'd be, take up most of that salary cap up and he'd be asked to leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sadly. yeah, you yeah. see like the Warriors, right? So like it's interesting so the- because like Johnson's obviously had the season that he's had, but he's 32 Metcalf has had the season that he's had. He's still quite young. You think that... No, well, you, I would take Sean Johnson's spot. Yeah. like what? Take, his, take, take his money, take his salary cap. It would just be... They'll just change, legit, change the name to Sean Johnson, cross it out and put Jerome Luai on there. Mm. So that could, mean, they, that could mean Johnson potentially, if he does the same thing as he did this season, he could be a valuable asset towards any other team that's looking for a halfback. Just a short-term halfback. 
I believe that he'll probably, after this year, will help. What thirty two? Mm-hmm. Next year be thirty three. Year after thirty four. Mm. I, I believe that a um big England club will give him a bucket load of money. He'll end up going over there. That's what happens to players like him at the age of thirty four with a lot of experience. They go to a team with a lot of young players in England and they go over there and they sort of be like a role model mm. over there, like a captain coach sort of figure and try and lift their, like bring experience. So that's what England, because if you watch the Super League, it's a lot more, it's not as fast and it's not as structured as the NRL, but it's very, very physical. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I think, I think it's more physical than the NRL. Like watching a couple of Super League games myself, it's a very physical game, and and he will probably and it's a bit more slower pace, so it would suit him a lot more to play his style. I wonder if the commentary is just as bad as it is here in Australia, in England. Oh, the oh the commentary is good over there. I like it. I like the <laughs> um, English accent. Makes it entertaining. It. Yeah, are, they, that's um, yeah. are they suggesting any ideas like um, screwing shoes or something as ridiculous as that? No, no, they're all, the English are really good. I like, I like the commentary. Um, I think it's Eddie. Is it not Eddie? Is it Eddie Jones? No, definitely. I don't think it's Eddie. I don't think it's the Wallabies coach who just got <laughs> just quit Eddie, today. No, no, no. His <laughs> name Eddie, Eddie something. I, I don't know because you know playing that. Um, you know how I know his name because I played the uh, rugby league live. Um. The games, the rugby, right? The, when you're the, going the up, rugby, yeah. when you're playing rugby live, and it's always Vossi, Andrew Voss, and him, yeah, and him, yeah, and, and um, the Super League um commentator. So, mm. yeah. Well, let's circle it back down to Sean Johnson. Look, I think he could be valuable as like a a one or year two deal guy for some of these clubs. Like, you think <laughs> you think the Bulldogs might try and sign him because they need a half as well. Like, do you think they just go the Sexton? experience not working let's just go and sign a ver- a veteran half like sean johnson yeah it could because that's we look at yeah yeah you could say that as well they could assign a veteran half like johnson get that experience because like i said i've also mentioned puppy the bulldogs are all puppies like they're all young players there's a lot of potential yeah and having a guy like and like i said a guy to go over to england has to be someone who's old and gives them that experience and why would he have to travel all the way over there? I'm just thinking about now when he can just do it at the Bulldogs, mm. like teach all those and maybe teach Toby Sexton and work under him. Well, because I can see him getting some offers from different clubs. Like I said to you, if he performs the way he did this season for 2024, I could see some of these clubs like, I don't know, a West Tigers, a Bulldogs, even a St. George just come in and say, hey, um, we have aspirations of making it towards the top eight or something. Did you want to come in and join? Or there yeah. could be, you know, the 18th team comes in and offers him some sort of contract as well. If there is a new team that's coming in in 25. Do you reckon there will be a team that comes in 25? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm sick it, of seeing you, 17 teams in the comp. Do you reckon it's going to be? Who do you reckon it's going to be? We've had this Is conversation that... before, right? But the, like it's gonna yeah. be it's like Penrith, uh, Penrith. It's like Perth. <laughs> um, 
it could be another New Zealand team. I, that's probably the only two, really, realistically. Did you see what the NRL? I saw another thing on Fox Sports or somewhere that Papua New Guinea are trying to get a team. Mm. It could be Las Vegas as well. A Las Vegas team. <laughs> a Las Vegas team, yeah. Well, they tried doing that. They tried doing um Toronto Wolfpack. They did do that. They tried doing a Canadian team. A Canadian team, yeah. Sonny Bill play for them too, yeah. He did. And um, what's his name? And Corbin um, Sims as well. Corbin Sims. Mm. A, yeah. a lot of good players. So, <laughs> but I reckon, did you, say, did you hear about that? How Papua yeah. New Guinea... Yeah, I saw about that, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Like, the Papua New Guinea, I don't know how that's going to work, but... Um... Yeah, they I need. Think, I think I, they need a lot more money into it. That's the thing, and that's why there's yeah, the joint that, venture. That's the reason why that's the problem. I it'd be good to see a Papua New Guinea team in there, but I don't think economically they can't support it. Like you remember, you got to cater for the other seventeen RL teams when you play. You got to cater. You got to get hotels for them. You got to do all that stuff. You also got to run your own club down there. Your training has to be down. There. You have to play. Like, what if Sean Johnson gets a contract at Papua New Guinea, the new <laughs> Papua New Guinea club gets a new big contract or Jerome Luai? Well, I have to cater like a big, like, they'll give him like a big mansion over in Papua New Guinea over the coast or something like that. Free coconuts for a year or something. Yeah, free coconuts for a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pay him by coconuts too. Yeah, pay him by coconuts as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wow, what a what a way to get off topic from free agency all the way to yeah, an extension team. Uh, we'll take a break and then we'll talk more and hopefully stay on topic about free agency. All right, the next thing I want to talk about and something that I looked at when when I was doing my research on this and I was like, oh wow, okay, they had that many plays going out or available. Um, I want to talk about my team. I want to talk about Sydney Roosters. Now, the following players are available for 2025. Angus Crichton, Nat Butcher, Luke Keery, Joseph Manu, Terrell May, Daniel Tupo, Satili Tupanua, Siwa Wong, and Jared Waria Hargraves. I'll give you an over-under of all those players staying. So under or over, and I'll give you... Two, would you take the over or under? What do you mean, like over and under? With that? So the over under means so if we set it at two, you think that there'll be more than two players staying, which is like three or more. So that's the over, and the under is um, either or less than two players stay at the club. Uh, so you go. I reckon. I'm just having a look at that list now, the one that you just sent me. So you got how's that yeah, you, you named them all. I'm pretty sure I see Kiri I see Luke Kiri staying, mate. Oh yeah, I reckon they I don't know. Like very hard. It is hard, yeah. It is, I'll it give is hard because I'm gonna give they a, can go, if you want look, go I'll, you. I'll tell you mine. I think it's tricky. I think they might go slightly over. See, I think Terrell May and Siwa Wong will definitely stay and Joseph Manu. Everybody else, like, I don't think are guaranteed to stay. Like, Daniel Tupo will probably 
he might retire or go Super League. Kiri, mm. same thing, retire Super League. I think yeah. Crichton, maybe Super League. I think, oh, look, Nat Butcher probably does stay. Yeah, Nat Butcher will stay. And then Hargrace is probably going to retire as well. And Tupanua, again, probably, I don't know, may not stay either. So basically what I'm trying to say is... I reckon I think there's going to be... Yeah, look, I think there's going to be a lot of movement to come out of the Roosters over the next couple of years. Yeah, that's right. But you think Tupanua will stay? Like, the thing is, they've got a bunch of uh, good forwards coming through, right? So they've got oh, Jerome right. May, they've got... Victor Radley, they got the Butcher brothers as well. That's four already, right there. In Lindsay Collins, that's five starters right there, right? Like, where's Tupanua going to go? And you got like the likes of like Fletcher Baker as well. Yeah, only Fletcher Baker was still at the club and not at the Broncos. <laughs> oh, is he? Did he leave? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. Man, I man, I need to keep up with some of this stuff. But, um... <laughs> I'm too like Panthers bias too much, I think. Yeah. But um but um <laughs> Yeah. I guess what you see we I reckon Tupanil might get a big contract somewhere because he's a good player. He can mm-hmm. punch a lot. He can really hit a hole and really last season they just used Egan and Nat Butcher in the back row. And that seemed to also, be all right. Like, yeah, they seem to be all right for them. And they seem to be yeah, really. They seem to be like really good for him. So really, I don't see that much of them changing. Who else was on that? Jerome Highgrove, like you said, is going to retire. Um, Joseph Manu, do you reckon they'll re-sign him? Did you? I didn't hear his name. Yeah, and the only they reason got... why, because look, I thought a few years ago he might leave just because, like, I thought the potential was there for him to go to another club like Crichton go to another club and play fullback. But I think now that time has passed. Yeah. And maybe I think, yeah. I think Joey's just not motivated by that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, he's very, I think he's, he's had very... his opportunity and yeah, I think the time's passed now. I think he's just going to be a center for the rest of his life. It's either, I just, it's either you're right or a club because how much is he on now? Roughly. Um, I'm look. I'm estimating, but I do know it's one of the top paid centers. So I'm looking at around seven, eight hundred. I reckon he'll be. I reckon he can get a close to like a nine hundred deal. Some club like maybe like the West Tigers, a real low club like the West like Tigers, a desperate, like, like a desperate club. Yeah, right? yeah, a desperate club might sign him as like a marquee signing. So I did think about that, right? So the only team or, would be like, well, because the Tigers, they wouldn't sign another fullback. They got Doreen Buller there, right? Yeah. So the other team would be like a Dragons or something when, because Sloan's on that list as well. And right. if they go, you know, if Sloan has a terrible year for 2024, they just go, uh, we'll just go with someone else. Yeah, nah, we've had enough. Mm. And then the other guy on the list as well that I've listed, that's, going to be very um, sort of interesting to see where he goes is Nick Meany. Now with Meany, because there's been reports that Pappenhausen's been shopped around and you got guys like him, Meany and Farlongo that you have to choose from who needs to be, and Melbourne needs to choose who's going to be their long-term starting fullback for the next few years. Is it going to be one of those three or will they go out into the market and get somebody else? 
So there's no, going to be no. movement from out of Melbourne as well. So I That's think, not... again, like there's going to be some sort of movement in regards to the fullbacks as well. And I'm sure there's going to be, if we go back to Joey Manu as well, like, I don't know, because I think the opportunity is now passed and there's going to be heaps of fullbacks available as well. So guys like Sloan, maybe another team takes a chance on him if he moves on from the Dragons. Nick Meany, you know, if they Melbourne decides that they're going to have Pappenhausen be their long-term fullback, maybe they Meany goes somewhere, somewhere else as a starting quality fullback. Because we have seen Nick Meany be a good quality starting fullback for a very successful team. So at the end of the day, I guess, yeah, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is with Joey Manu, if we go back to him, you know, the teams could offer him a lot of money, but if they have plans for him to play at fullback, and if you are, if you're going to offer him that sort of money that you suggested, which is, was it around the 900 mark? then I think it's got to be a couple of teams, but there is also other fullbacks who are available who could be a bit less money. Well, what about, so we mentioned about the 20, like the, um, in 25, the 18th team coming to Santa Rel. Mm. Could you see that 18th team signing Joey Manu as being Possibly. like that? Yeah. Like being if it's like in that. a New Zealand team, then definitely. Um well, but I think Joey's the sort of guy who's going to be, I don't know, like... Sticking sticking just, around the club, you reckon? Yeah, but like, I don't know, like based on what he's done in history, yeah, he's, you know, stuck around. I'm sure he's been offered a lot of money in other clubs and he's just rejected them. Yeah, he's been um, he's been a junior at the Roosters for a while. Do you feel like he's like a one-man club mm. player? Yeah, possibly could, as well, yeah. Look, I predict that, but I reckon like the 18th team... Could like someone like him? There's a few guys on that list. Like you think about the 18th team, and there's all those guys are on off contract. There's a lot of marquee like Jerome Luai could be that marquee signing for that um, 18th team. You got a guy like um, Sean Johnson could be another one too. Yeah. Could be signing like like who else you got? You like Chad Townsend? That's another Toby like, Rudolph. Toby Rudolph. I, you know, <laughs> He's a rock. I don't mind Toby Rudolph. He's a great forward, I reckon. He's yeah, really, right. he's one of those forwards. Is oh no, I think he's very underrated. He really, well, there's a lot of players like he doesn't do anything special. He just does his job and does his job right. Mm. I find, and he's a big boy, and there's a lot of, and he works, and I find he works hard in the middle as well. As a big as a big prop, and a lot of and it's very hard to find big props that work hard in the middle for a long period. Like there's a like you look at like you looked at the Australia side the Test match, like I was having a look at their side and they have got no size in their team whatsoever. Like you got you got Gerbo who was the prop and he's not a big fella. Hmm. He's not a big. Ruben Cotter was the other back rower. Cam Murray was the Cam Murray Ruben Cotter. They're not two. They're not like having two Olakawatus in the back row or having like a kick out there. Um. Then you've got like Azaya who's tall but more of a lanky build. And then the prop, the starting prop in that game was. Just let me quickly get it up. 
it was a big player. Like it was like a heavy sort of player. It was. Let me get it up. The other prop was um Thomas Flegler. That's it. Mm. Um, yeah, so, did you consider yeah, so that both Payne Haas and Faasu and Malawi were arrested? Yeah, they were arrested and they still ended up winning against the Warriors side who's got like a... The Warriors side? Well, the... Uh, well don't worry, it's the Kiwi, <laughs> Kiwi side. Right, the Warriors are pretty much New Zealand. The way they play, they might, the New Zealand Warriors might as well played um, Australia that time because they would have actually played a little bit better. Hey, it's not the first, right? I heard on commentary Phil Gould say Australia versus Queensland during that game. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone's there for a stuff up. Hey, um, I wanted to touch on a couple of things as well. Mm. Let's go back to Penrith. Now, both yeah. Taruva and Taylor May are going to be available in 2025. Mm. Do you think they keep both? Do you think they let go of one, possibly? Well, at this point in time, I'd say they keep Taruva, get rid of Taylor May. But in this time next year, we could be having a different conversation. Mm. And what would that conversation be? Because we haven't seen Taylor May. He's been out for like a whole season. So he's got a lot of potential as a player and he's going to get probably his chance this season coming. And if he has a good season, well, he stays. It it evens it up, but so far I reckon Taruva is a just he's an athlete, man. Like he's a very good athlete. Like he can he cuts like he's carries out the half, he cuts the ball up, he finds his front, quick play the ball. Then as a winger, he just does his job as well. He's fast, he's quick, he's agile. He just he's the typical back. Yeah. Well look, I think And look, I think I think look, the, I think just one thing, I think they'll keep both. Because they'll probably need to be playing both for this season, but it's going to be hard with fitting those, um, you know, at least the first five in the line, right? So you got Edwards, Toto, Tungo, May, and Taruva. I think it's going to be quite tough to fit them under the salary cap, considering they have their guys like Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, and Fisher Harris, who they're going to be paying as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think another thing I did want to touch on is the Broncos. Now, Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds, they're going to be available for 2025, like we said. Yeah. Reese Walsh is going to be also available in 2026. Mm. Considering this, and plus they've re-signed guys like Payne Haas as well, does Adam Reynolds potentially leave the Broncos or does he take a really cheap deal to stay there? Because Walsh is on 400K at the moment. Now you think if he keeps playing the way he does, he's going to be earning maybe triple that. Yeah, I'd say he's probably about, I'd say he's at least a $600,000 player, maybe more. Who, Reynolds? No, Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh, six hundred. Oh my goodness, you're getting him on unders if you're getting six hundred. Probably more. I, I think he yeah, more one point two a year. You reckon? You reckon oh, he's yeah. worth that much? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, if he's going to perform the way he did, plus they made the grand final as well. So you reckon he's on an underpaid? And you reckon oh, my some goodness. club? 
he's not just like underpaid. He's like at the point where there's got to be an investigation to how he's only getting 400,000 a year. Yeah. That's right. What about Ezra? How much is he on? I think he's from what I've read, his salary is increasing to 750 for this coming season. I've put yeah. down for him to be earning a million by in 2025. Hmm. Because he did win Dalian five at the year as well, plus he was in a winning team. And he's very young, he's only twenty years old. And he scored what? And he's scored two tries and set up one in the grand final. No, he scored three. He had a heat check. He scored three tries in ten minutes, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I reckon Ezra, you well, you're the one at the start of the year said he's doesn't he's not meant to be five eight of the year. And I go, he's definitely five eight of the year, and then he gets it. And now you're calling him a million dollar player. I love how you change your mind. You said that he couldn't defend. You no, said no. that he still he still can't defend, but I'm just saying I'm just saying yeah. that I know how these clubs work. I'm not saying he should get a million dollars, but I know how these clubs work, unfortunately. And for some reason, there's no consideration that, hey, he's kind of one of the statistically worst defenders in his position. But yeah. he's going to be only a million dollars just because of the name and what he does on the field from an attacking standpoint. And he's, I reckon he's one of the fastest players I've seen. He's mm. just light. Yeah, so... But you know, I do think, you know, be... well, if we return, if we go back to Reynolds, right? So, what does that do for his future at Broncos? His future at Broncos, I don't think he won't get one. They've got he won't probably... get one. <laughs> no, he's too how old is he now? He'd be about same age as Sean Johnson, maybe younger. Is he? Yeah, maybe a bit older as well. I'm not too sure. A bit older, he's getting to that old age, I reckon, and he's very injury prone too. Mm. And Reynolds. And that's the reason why a lot of clubs don't like him. So they don't like him because he gets injured all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's a great player, but if you're, it's like having a motorbike, and it's the best motorbike in the world, but then it gets broken down every month, and you're like, you got to fix it. You spend a month fixing it, then you have to get it back. It sounds then like it, it was made by a BMW. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> it's exactly like Adam Reynolds is like having a BMW car. They're the greatest cars in the world. People love them and they're fast. Some of them are, at least. They've got good motors, but then they just get broken down 24 7. So <laughs> it's like, so you got to take that risk of Adam Reynolds. I, I think he's another player that I see going over to England as well. That's another one. He'll get big money over there. Mm. Yeah, he's he another one. Get, yeah, he'd definitely get big money as well. Um, just on the BMW, I think the BMW would probably be covered in tattoos as well if we are talking about uh, the Adam yeah. Reynolds car. Um, uh, we, should, we should make that, the Adam Reynolds BMW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think like it's hard because if Brad, if Ezra Mam's going to be a million dollars, but if the plan's going to be him to play halfback, when is that going to be, Right. When are they going to do it? Are they going to do it when Ezra is like in 2025 or are they going to give Reynolds a, a two-year deal um, after 2024? I think yeah. it's just going to depend on where the Broncos really go. And to be honest, 
if they win a premiership in 2024, I could easily see them go, hey, you know, you did what we brought you in for. Um, you can leave now, Adam. We're just going to make Ezra Mann the future of this place. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. So I, think, I definitely think it's going to be really depending on how they go in 2024 as well. Um, you never know. He could go back to South. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. So the South, South fans love it, love him, but all South Sydney fans love him. Yeah. They treat him like, they still treat him like one of their own. That's, they legit, like every South fan, their second team's the Broncos because of him. So, and that's the impact he's made on that Rabbitohs club. They just love him. I don't know why they let him go. I thought he'd be a one-man club. One man team, but it is what it is. Well, like we've talked about just now. Yeah. You know, he's an injury sort of concern every year. Yeah. That's why they let him go. Plus, I think they had a lot of faith in Lachlan Ilias. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um, if you look through that list again, do you think there's any other things that stand out to you that could be something of interest for this upcoming free agency? Look, I wish I had time. I've got, I wish I had time to talk about them all. They're all pretty interesting. That list. Yeah, but we're think, not going to go through it, every name, right? I think we got. I think for one more, if we have to talk about, it, would be Bradman Bess. Mm. Now yeah. we're now I. Look, it's very hard when you got players like Kalen Ponga and they and Daniel Saifidi as well, <laughs> taking up that cap. Ponga deserves it. Daniel, uh, we'll see. Ponga deserves it. <laughs> Ponga deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got Dally M. And he pretty much, that back end of the year when he played, they almost won every game, pretty much, him mm-hmm. that fullback. Yeah. So, there's a lot of potential there. And Daniel, he's a great player, but like I said, the manager's done well and getting him a good deal. He has a great manager. Got him a good deal. So it depends what Newcastle do. I think he will probably end up staying. They'd love him. He's a fan, he's a crowd favorite now. He's an origin player as well. Well, I pretty much would say he's a concrete origin player after um, the third game that he played. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's hard because, like, I can't see him moving anywhere else. Like there could be a few teams that could use him like a, I don't know, a Tigers, you know, the Bulldogs will probably in that they seem to be linked with everyone who's available. Mm. Um, Dragons as well. You know, they could move off Moses Suley or Zach Lomax and probably rather have Bradman Best over the, over them as well. Um, so, but with Bradman, it's interesting because he was a junior coming through as well. And the big thing about Newcastle has been trying to get them to keep their juniors. Right? That's right. So if they're serious about that, they would try and keep Bradman best for the long term as well and offer him something that he would be happy with. Yeah, really, exactly. I can only see Bradman just staying at Newcastle. Yeah, me I don't know. What do you think? I... Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see the same. There's a lot of look. They probably have to do some movement around him, but 
I believe Newcastle will just make. I still, I think they just that's in their plans. They're just trying to figure that out for him, mm. and I'm pretty sure he's going to stay there pretty much almost for the rest of his career. I'd say. Yeah, well, he can get some more tattoos. Maybe he can do the other leg as well. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> the one other name I wanted to bring up to you was I know this is kind of a um, boring name, but. I think it'd be interesting just given the context of how the, where the club's going and that's Jamal Fogarty. Now, mm. like Fogarty is a, I don't know, above average halfback. Would you agree? Yeah. I'll believe yeah. that. But Canberra now they've got rid of Jack Whiten or well, Jack Whiten's left them. Left, left. Um, But because like, we're going to do our, season predictions closer to when the season happens but man i think canberra might be close to blow up right they might be they might go and rebuild so yeah they are do you think like fogarty could be leaving and if so <laughs> could he go could he go to another club like the bulldogs and then fogarty <laughs> replaces toby sexton like <laughs> Like how much of a, you know, deja vu was that? Like Sexton replaced Fogarty and then Fogarty then uh, replaces Sexton at the Bulldogs. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it would be a bit of deja vu, like a bit of karma. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not, yeah, I reckon, look, I couldn't tell you until after this year because I feel like Fogarty is, he'll probably have one more year at Canberra. He's, gonna, he's probably thinking, all right, let's see how we go this year. If we don't go, if we're like last season, I'm probably going to look at another club. But if we yeah. go half decent again and we look like we're building something here, well, I'm staying. Mm. So that's that's the way I think Fogarty's thinking at the moment. That's that's my prediction. Well, I mean, look, if they keep losing, that's the only thing as well, right? So if we go off your point, yeah, again, it's going to be matting, matter on the context of the situation too. But at the end of the day, these guys are going to be available in – well, a couple of days' time from when we're recording this. So he's got yeah. to make a decision on that, right? He could go the Bent Hunt territory, right? He could sign with a, a team that looks like that has no future at all. And then after a year, he could just say, yeah, I want out, right? Or he could be smart and just make the decision right now based on where he sees the club going. I mean, mm. is the club going to be going more rebuild mode and then maybe he doesn't really have a future there because they might go young or do they go you know we've got something promising here right we've got guys like Tapane who's a you know a really strong hold of this team maybe their forward leader now Xavier Savage yeah. is someone who might be I don't know in and out of the club at the moment um look I mean Canberra is going to be interesting. I think what happens with Fogarty is going to be interesting as well because I think there's going to be a lot of suitors for a player like him who need a good, pretty above average halfback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, was there anything you want to touch on before we leave today? No, that's about it. That's all I've got so far in my head. You've been watching the Pacific Championships? A little bit. I have. I watched saw like the first match saw for Longo. Like obviously, I played with him, and watching him 
absolutely smash it against Australia. So he's like everyone, he's starting to become a bit of a crowd favourite, isn't he? And people, he's got a very unique style the way he plays. Mm. And a lot, it's like, and a lot of people, like we haven't seen a lot, like we've seen like Reese Walsh and stuff, but people are still like it's trying to eat, like people are really eating him up because probably because he's Samoan. They're eating him and, up because he's Samoan. No, no, like he's they eating him up like <laughs> not like that. No, <laughs> but like the crowd, like they just love him because like because he's Samoan as well. And the thing is with Sua, his background is he's actually fresh from the island. So he's born. So you know, he's actually born in Samoa. <laughs> like there's a lot of play like a lot of people that play for Samoa. Fresh from the island. You make him sound like some sort of foreigner who just got deported or something. A well, refugee. He is. <laughs> he is. He legit is. He came to Australia from when he was, I think, thirteen, moved to Melbourne, Victoria. Mm. He moved in um around that area and he played like always junior footy there. And I think he has a very good story behind him mm. as well. And a lot of, and Samoa love him because he's probably like one, like a lot of those, that Samoan team don't actually, they've all born in Australia, but their heritage from is from over there. Mm-hmm. But him, he's like, was raised in Samoa. His childhood was over there. And it's a, it's a big lifestyle over there. And that's probably the reason why a lot of people like him because he's representing who he is and he trains like look he's an athlete like i see him on instagram like some friends on instagram i've seen when he's he's always doing sprint training focusing on his skill and stuff like he's very exciting and i really hope he either finds a new club that can take him in but i really hope he also stays at melbourne because that's his home that's where he and melbourne i know melbourne are trying to develop all of their juniors. They're trying to get like rugby league Victoria up and it'd be good for him for a player like him to stay at Melbourne to show that even kids from Victoria can make it into the NRL. You don't have to come from Queensland or New South Wales. Mm. Believe it or not, Funua Pole, he's Melbourne Victoria junior as well. The West Tigers player. Yeah. Mm. So well, the Tigers could use as many juniors as possible at this stage. They've got them. They've got them, but they just they don't know what. No, what I don't know. No, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> then we we'll go over time. So yeah. let's just leave it at that. Can I um, just say something about the Pacific Championships? So I haven't been watching it. I think they're the most pointless attempt at international rugby league that I've ever seen. Like there's nothing to play with for, right? Nothing to play for. There's hmm. no interest for me to watch it at the end of the day. Plus, I think Australia is just going to be the most dominant team out of all of them. Yeah, it's good, but it's... I know, I get your point you're coming from as a fan, but it's always good just to watch a bit of footy in the off-season. Like, you miss it, and then, oh, there yeah, you go. But They're playing test matches. You know me, right? And You know how many sports I follow? I'm, I'm already following NBA and NFL... <laughs> yeah. another sport to follow like like if yeah, i'm going to choose right now which ones to follow i think i might choose those two above nrl yeah so I, I follow a lot of sports so nrl i can do without right now yeah, exactly so anyway um look thanks for coming on anyway 
Nice chat. No worries. Again. Always, um, been, always. We haven't spoken in a while. Haven't done a podcast in a while. Mm, I've been so always, all, back on. Yeah. Always good. Always good to speak to you, Vince. Always. Thank you very well, much. I think the next time we'll talk to each other for this podcast will be either something really big happens in the NRL, or it might be the season preview for next year, which will be closer mm. to um, the start of the 2024 NRL season. That's right. Um, thank you for everyone who's listening to this. Um, if you want to follow Anthony, uh, he's on Instagram at ant underscore booker, unless that's changed. No, no, that hasn't changed. Okay. That hasn't changed. Um, you can follow me as well. I'm on Instagram. The podcast is on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, X, so forth. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.